Uh, listeners, welcome back uh, to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. It's been a while, but we're back again. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And uh, we have returning to join us for part two of our Descent discussion, uh, actor, writer, director, and horror expert, Melissa Knapp. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Melissa, who picked this film? Yes. That we've been talking well, I about. I didn't pick it, to be fair. Well, you did pick it. Though. I picked it out of a cup because I couldn't decide. <laughs> True. But it was your idea to watch it. And <laughs> yes, I think it was. It was an excellent choice. <laughs> um, so we're going to get back into discussing the sec- our second half of the discussion. I don't know. Are discussing our second half? I don't know. Yeah, uh, you parse out some meaning there. But uh we're 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 we've got the second part of our discussion. But before we get into that, uh Sarah, what have you been watching? Uh it's a new show on Hulu, mm-hmm. only murders in the building. There's only <gasps> one episode left. Yes. Have you, have you seen it yet, Nicole? No, but I think you I think we've talked about this. Um this is the Ooh. one with Martin Short and Steve Martin, yeah. right? Yeah, it's also in my queue. I really want to watch. Do you like it? Uh, I thought it was really captivating at first. Yeah. And as episodes have gone on, it kind of falls apart. Oh. Um, Is it at least funny, though, consistently? It's funny, yes. Okay, good. Well, it's different every episode. It really depends. Oof. Okay. Some, but there are some really, like, cute things okay. in the first few episodes. But, like, the whole the story of who dies and why it just doesn't really. So it's like sense. a feel good murder show. Feel good feel murder good. show. Well, cause it's like a comedy, right? I mean, or is it sad? No. Uh, it's like the, what's the, the tone? It's weird because it feels like they took what would be a season in a crime drama and just put Steve Martin and Martin Short as like a bit on top of it. That's very strange. It's very strange. Okay. But this is like two guys and somebody dies in a building and they start a podcast, right? Yes. Okay. Called Only Murders in the Building. Right. It's a very cute concept. However, the murder is not cute. And it's like a a real, not, not a real story, but it's like a, like I said, it's like a what would be a crime drama like the the uh what is that show? CSI? Um, no, um The <laughs> Killing. Like CS- oh god. Um Wow, that's intense. So but like seem- but like comedy on top. No, that doesn't make sense like, at all. How can you put comedy on top of that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong, but it just felt the tone is unclear. The tone is yeah, changes seems. from episode to episode. Because I feel um, like a show like that, the tone should be more like like the movie Clue, where the murder is kind of zany. Right. Otherwise, yeah. it's like why? Like the, now, the, I'm intrigued, and I and, really and, need and, to make and time. Even for Martin it. Short and Steve Martin's characters are like realistic. Like they have weird quirks, but they're mm. also like gra- grounded characters. Um, okay. And um, they don't, I don't know, it just feels, it doesn't feel funny. And it's Selena Gomez is like wood. Oh, bummer. She's like, she has no express expression. She's like a monotone, expressionless. Mm. So this doesn't know. sound like a, a ringing endorsement. I mean, we've watched every episode so far and we've enjoyed it, but it's but not. But have you? great i mean i guess like the episode we watched today it was kind of like there was no dialogue and the whole episode whole episode was no 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 dialogue and it felt like after a point it was like there was it was like a bit okay it was like let's see if we can do an episode without dialogue okay and it was just like okay but why yeah so because like barry is a show that is Ser- has a serious tone but is funny because it's kind of like darkly funny mm-hmm. so like that works as a concept but it doesn't sound like maybe this does well it's bear i would also say barry is not very fun fu- fu- i think barry's funny. hilarious there's some hilarious moments really? in barry come on the guy the russian guy who like 
wants to be in it, who like is like, you know, thinks Barry's the coolest. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of like funny. The acting class is hilarious. I think it's because yeah. you can get out of the murder and go to the acting class. I think that helps a lot. But I don't know yeah, if you've I seen Barry and Melissa, is... but Barry is fantastic. I have not. Oh, it's so as an actor, every person who's ever taking an acting, anyone who's ever taken an acting class must see Barry. It's like oh, a requirement. Okay. It's so good. I'll have to give it a go. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So only murders in the building. Uh, Melissa, what have you I been watching? Watch. Oh, I'm just saying I would still watch. Just you would because still it's watch. Weird. It's weird. It's like, weird. Okay. Everyone loves Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, it's true. Why not? It's true. Um, Melissa, uh, what have you been watching? Um, I just rewatched season two of Creep Show on Shutter, Greg oh, Nicotero's version, because yes. season three already started. Okay. Um, and I haven't watched season three yet because I was rewatching season oh, two because I love I it. I know somebody worked um, in the editorial department on Creep Show. I have we, seen several Atlanta we actors together. We the editor. Yeah. Oh really? Yes, there's a guy who works in the editorial department on Creep Show. We grew up we grew up together. Our moms were friends. And when we were kids, they used to take us to the movies together. Oh, that's so cool. And uh we didn't see each other for like 20 years. And then he messaged me on Facebook and was like, "Hey, like I remember you. Do you remember me?" And like then we were chatting and we both found out we're both editors, which is so weird. Wow. We're like that's so strange. Like both of us became editors. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar. Yeah. You continue. So yeah, uh, Creep Show on Shutter. I am enjoying. You remember Tyner is in Creep Show. <gasps> yes. so she's in it, and she gives like a beautiful performance I in saw this that. episode. Yes. Right? Yes. So oh, good. So heartbreaking. Sarah, did you watch Tyner's performance in Creep Show where she's like the sick mom? I've never seen Creep Show. <gasps> oh, Tyner was really good. And I I just saw her like stuff. I didn't see the whole episode, mm. but. And my horror crush, Greg Nicotero, is in it. I just kind of yeah, want to drink bourbon and brush his hair. I mean, he's got uh, gorgeous with him, locks. He has gorgeous hair. I know that's super yeah. creepy, and I'm no. so sorry. I mean, I <laughs> he it. is awesome. I but it. yeah, so uh, that's kind of just what I've been watching. Um, So I started watching Star Wars Visions, which mm-hmm. is on Disney+. And it is anime star wars stories they're not really like canon but basically like they took a bunch of anime studios and they were like make a star wars story and they each made and each episode is i'd say between i don't know 15 to 20 minutes long they kind of vary Uh, i've only watched the first three fucking awesome like i'm not into anime like as a like i just just, i'm not saying i don't like it i just mean like it's just not a thing that i've i'm like i'm not a part of like it's not a huge part of my fandom you know like I don't there aren't a bunch of anime shows that I'm into or whatever but the animation is incredible the stories are so cool it's like a really fresh take on Star Wars but with like a lot of the things that we like like you can see them kind of like um remixing certain things like there's a, a scene in the third episode that reminds me a lot of a big like a big centerpiece scene in the last jedi and there's a scene in the first episode where there's like a fight a lightsaber fight that has a lot of uh uh parallels to the lightsaber fight at the end of revenge of the sith where obi-wan kenobi and anakin are fighting it's really good fresh take each episode is a little different what's it Um, called it's called star wars visions and it's on disney plus i feel like I'm gonna bring it up to Brian because oh yeah, Brian should. Definitely but I bet watch he's it. watched it, so it's um, so it'll good. just be me watching because he's probably watched it. But I'm gonna try it. Um, well, they're short too, so I feel like he could watch it again. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it's really fucking good. So I recommend that shit to everybody, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. I feel like it's good to breathe new life into, uh, stories that we love. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's good to get a fresh take on it. You know. Um, so yeah, I recommend that. All right, you guys ready to get back at oh Albus is here. Nope. Evie. Oh no, that's Evie. Evie yeah. Evie, do you want to talk about the descent? She Apparently. wants to lick that microphone, <laughs> that's for sure. She- Can you not? It's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Evie's here. So let's Evie's here and ready to join the party. So let's get into the second half of our discussion of the film, The Descent. Yes. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. 
my by the way my second note is juno what a cunt <laughs> she right. is absolutely uh she leaves the fucking map behind on purpose because it's not a cape like there's no she, there's, like, there's nothing in that book. she's not using the book yeah which if i were her friend uh rebecca i would be like why did you make me read the fucking book in the first place right. if we weren't even gonna go in the cave she's a bad friend she is a bad she's friend a bad fucking she friend. is a bad fucking friend um it decides to go into a cave that no one's ever been into before because she wants to name it because she wants to discover it discover it yeah yeah I don't know anyone who goes hiking or or anything like that. I don't that, want to discover so shit that doesn't actually put in their own their actual plan with whoever they're support they're reporting yes. to. Like that's not a thing people do. Like it's a very irresponsible. It's very well, they so like did that report. out of care. Yeah, but even Juno then I feel like Okay, Juno, you she think it was should out of have, crazy. It's out of character. I mm-hmm. think it was a little out of character because she is adventurous and I think she would have put that in mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah, it's um, something that like even if she was like not telling them where they were going. She would have at least told someone right that they were going because there. nobody's been in there like that just seemed a bit odd and out of character so it okay. sounds like something that someone would make a decision someone would make who their brain hadn't fully developed yet like mm-hmm. they had she's very intelligent of, yeah she's like yeah nobody's been in this cave i thought we could explore it it's like what the fuck <laughs> i don't want to die down here um right. here's what i'll say about juno though i think this role was I think this character could have been fucking insufferable uh, because mm-hmm. she makes so many bad decisions because she is so selfish. Um, but the actor m- played her like she cared too much about everything and everybody. Yeah. Like the actor, I'm telling you, watch it again. She, the look on her face when Holly goes down that hole the look on her face when, you know, Sarah keeps wandering off and she has to keep bringing her back. Like, she is selfish, but also cares a lot about all the other people in the group. But she's mm-hmm. her but her decisions are selfish and it leads to everyone else getting hurt and, and killed, right? Yeah. The look on her face when she puts the spike into Beth by accident. Like, all of these things make that character have dimensions that mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure were there in the writing, mm-hmm. uh, but are there in the casting the actress and the like, performance. I'm going to put dimensions in this fucking character. Watch right. me. Well, or Neil Marshall cast somebody he knew that would give her dimensions. Like she's not explicitly mm-hmm. saying these things. It's, it's in the performance. And I feel like if we're looking at how the actor played her, that Juno decided to go into an undiscovered cave because she's trying to recapture this extreme female sports bonding that they had so that maybe Sarah will forget about everything that happened and rejoin the group. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like that is, if you want to pick a motivation that feels like what the actor was playing to me. Um, and they did sort of talk about it a bit, but I definitely think the actor looking, because she could have just been like a badass killing monsters character, but she had a lot of empathy. She had a lot of fear. Like you could see the fear. And I feel like that was really necessary to give that character something beyond like Juno. What a cunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that took her, made her character much more interesting. Um. Okay. Much so they more go hard in- to understand. I'm sorry. Much more hard, harder to to understand. It's like if you claim to care about these people, why would you do these things? Us, uh, because people make bad decisions. Um, and Juno makes bad decisions, but she's not the only one. They all make bad decisions. Uh, mostly Juno and then Holly running through the cave without looking where she's going, which also felt a little, I mean, I know they set it up by saying she's adventurous, but it feels like if you're, she has, if you're used to doing sports like this, she does have a like line at the beginning in the cabin where she's like, don't think about it. Just do it kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So you can tell she, she literally doesn't think shit through. Are these actually 23 year old boys? (laughs) 
maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think there are women that are also also impulsive. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um uh you know, the 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 fact that even small things, like the fact that Rebecca um clips one of the uh lines mm-hmm. to an old hook. Yeah. Like all of the little tiny bad decisions that lead to everybody, everything going wrong. It's like everyone yeah. is making bad decisions. But she, can we talk about how awesome she is? Oh, my God. A badass. I told Brian, as I'm, we're watching it, I'm like, I'd die right there. First hand out, and I tried no. to put my weight dead. No. <laughs> I would have fell to my death. I, I barely have the upper body strength to, like, do a push-up, okay? Like, I could not. Um, I want to talk about the monsters, I love the monsters. I love them too. Why do you love the monsters? Well, probably for a very different reason than you. <laughs> it's because of the, how they actually look. Oh, the design is fantastic. The design on these monsters is so freaking like phenomenal. Dawn. I mean, they look like piggy yes. elf cave dwellers. But they also have a society. Humanoid. They have a society. Yeah. At one point, I think Sarah kills one of the children. Mm-hmm. And the mom comes out and is pissed. And I was like, yeah, this is oh, great. Yeah. yeah. I love how uh, when they kill the monsters, all the sound it's effects. Gooey. It's gooey. Yes. It's gooey. Like you can get a feel for like what this monster feels like. I mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. I love everything about them. Sarah does not. Uh, Sarah, I- you <laughs> said you would not. You said this movie could work without the monsters. I am not a monster person like okay, in, fair. that's not something that scares me like i've n- i've never been a liker of movies that where the the horror is a monster or a horror okay. is someone not a hu- human or not so you think humans like, are scary humans are scary but not humans who just mindlessly kill people like a machine like, like in Halloween yeah, or yeah. Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, well, I like. Freddy is scary, guys. Come on. He's got I like eyes for fingers. Psych a lot, 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 logical horror, not physical horror. Okay. Like, physical horror okay. isn't scary to me at all. Okay. So, you wanted more personal drama and people getting lost and breaking their legs and shit and starving to death. I, I'm just like, where would it go? That's what. I mean, they, that, that would Whoa. be the next thing would be for them to starve, I think, if they're not going to. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like manipulation and like. Okay. And crazy shit. Like, like, I don't know. I guess like the drama between them. Yes. Um, was more compelling to me than being chased by actual mo- mo- monsters. Okay. I get that. Let me put the, let me posit this to you though. Um. I think to get to what I think the monsters stand in for, um, I need we, we we need to talk about the cave. Yeah, is so what when we talk about the descent, which is what this is called. Obviously, they're literally descending into a cave. But what other things do you like? Does that mean anything to you other than just going into a cave? Um, when you hear the descent, you also it brings up the idea of the descent into madness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah the descent into like your psyche, like the, mm-hmm. the re- 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 relationships between mm-hmm. the char- char- mm-hmm. characters, the grief, um, mm-hmm. the pain. And I think anytime you go into darkness, you are forced to confront your fears. Mm-hmm. 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 I also think there's an aspect of literally going to hell and back that's mm-hmm. um, going on here. Um, and, and at first, so I started thinking about this. I, I hate to be at like, one of the I had to be that guy but as they're repelling down the first cave I was like well that looks very womb like um mm-hmm. and I was like I don't know if this is going to pay off because caves are often used that way but I was like I don't know if this is going to pay off as like a rebirth kind of metaphor but there are several moments where I think that is what's exactly what's going on like when she comes up from the water or or blood or what or goo or the the world's grossest hot tub is what i was thinking of it as um i mean it's grosser than the howard johnson's hot tub if you know what i'm saying um (laughs) 
So when she comes out of that water and she doesn't burst out of it, she like rises very slowly. And when she comes out of that water, she is a different person. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. And Sarah has been maybe uh, not pushed around, but you can tell that she's like keeping things inside. She's not like expressing the true range, except for that moment in the hospital with Beth. She's not expressing the range of her grief or her anger or any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once she gets out of that water, that the rage is driving her, the, 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 the desire to survive the the survival instinct kicks in she's like killing she's like putting her thumbs in the sockets of these things and killing them right and then at the end when she comes up out of the moss and is like gasping i'm like Mm -hmm. there's like there's no bigger obvious you know imagery than birth going on here like that is so like she's pushing herself out she's gasping for air i mean you she's practically coming out of the earth's vagina if you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> it looked very much like that to me yeah right so i think the whole that whole thing is about rebirth now getting to the monsters let's think about this for a second juno takes them down into the cave and because of her poor decisions these monsters start to tear the group apart. Mm -hmm. And that is also kind of what's happened in their life. Right. Mm -hmm. Juno. I'm not saying Juno caused the death of Sarah's family, but there was some betrayal going on there. And that was a part of what was going on in the car. And when that accident happened, then the group fractured, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, to me, the monsters are the sort of the darkness, the grief, the rot that is inside of this group. Mm-hmm. And so to me, they mean more than just creatures, although they were yeah. great as creatures. But to me, they mean more than just creatures. And so Sarah, at the end, is then now making a decision do I try to help this person and and try to lift get her out of here with me or do I let these I do I let the rot take her? Mm-hmm. And that and her decision is I would rather you die down here than mm-hmm. be in my life anymore. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know if that changes your feeling about the monsters, but I feel like they're more than just creatures. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely appreciate that analysis. Um that's definitely what they represent um for sure i mean it just makes them for a more compelling horror film Mm -hmm. to have monsters and fighting and a gore and stuff yeah Yeah. i would say whatever you do don't watch the second one uh i (laughs) let's hold that to the end because i want to hear about it because i had thought about it i was like should i watch the second one um probably very bad i'm gonna guess probably like blair witch 2 level bad um ooh, the Blair Witch Project. We should watch that sometime. Um, Sarah, you've seen the Blair Witch Project, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Who hasn't? Anyway, um, so anyway, uh okay, let's move on. Um Do you have another do you have something on your list you want to talk about, Sarah? I'm working my way down here. Hmm. Something I mean, I we didn't cover. I think we're going along pre- pre- okay. pretty well. Um. So, oh, I, the other thing I want to talk about with the monsters, because I also thought, just like, if you take away the metaphor, just as a monster in a cave, I feel like they it was like the perfect thing. Be- yeah. Because they can't see, right? Which mm-hmm. makes sense because they live underground. They hunt by sound. It seems like they can't smell either, which mm-hmm. means that we get all these really great shots of the monster being super close to them, mm-hmm. but not, but, and them having to be really quiet and not move. And I think, and, and literally like dripping, just like goo yeah. on top of just their like, heads. She, he like it. touched Sarah's head. He had his yeah. like hand on her head. Yes. I, so I love the amazing. shots where they're like up on the ceiling and mm-hmm. like one of the characters will move and it'll be there. And I'm like, oh, I love yes. that so much. Yeah. I love all the, I, again, it was a lot of like little reveals here and there. Com- obviously mm-hmm. com- combined with the gore, which, you know, was very visceral, but 
to me, the scariest thing parts of the movie are when they're in the cave and you know a monster is going to come and you're just waiting for it to happen. Like that was yeah. in part of the scariest parts for me. I also love that the monsters go straight for the like the jugular, yes, like they know the- how to kill. Yes, like I just love that. It, it, they're so beastly, but they're humanoid. But they're, I don't know. They're just something wonderful about that. I appreciated that very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I really. They were some solid fucking movie monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple more things on my list. M- Melissa, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet? It's something you want to talk about as well. Is that first tunnel? Before the collapse. Yes, the claustrophobia. That, that oh, is when all the shit God. starts. Yes. I, yeah. If there was a movie that I yelled at more than this one, I don't know what it is. I can't believe Sarah got that far into the cave without having a panic attack, frankly. Yeah. I can't believe everyone should have been having a, I was having a panic attack watching it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I don't know. know, do these women go in? Do all of the women go it in caves? It seems like, like it. That's what they said. No. Hmm. I mean, I would not go into a cave with people that had not been in a cave before. I wouldn't. I also would have been like, if I had seen Sarah having that reaction, I would have been like, okay, I'm going to take her out. I'm going to take her home. Yeah. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Turn around, like well, they we could have... because the cave started to collapse. Well, it started to, yeah. but I'm just saying that, like right before then, it would have been like, let's just scoot you back out. Um, you're not ready to do something this extreme, you know. If I didn't have a map or I hadn't looked at a map prior to this, I would not have went. Like I'm that person that's like, I need to see the map. I yeah. need to know the route. I wouldn't have gotten and none of these women, even except for one. But then she got Rebecca. in there, and I'm like, "Well, you should automatically know this isn't the cave." Yeah, I feel yeah. like if it's that tight, I need to see. I need to see a map. And they're that Show experienced. Me the map, Juno. And they're like, "Okay, let's find how to keep going." Well, you should know. Well, I guess Juno. <laughs> Why are we finding Juno's it? <laughs> always the trip planner, and yeah. I guess Rebecca had read the book and was like. You know, I wish they would have just set that up better as to why no one, why no one wanted to know where the map to, was to, to like, yeah, or look at it or have looked at it the night before or something. I don't also, know. I'm not a caver. I'll be the first to admit that. But like, it, at some point, they see marks on the cave walls where the other yeah, cavers the very were. beginning in a cave. Wouldn't there be marks just like if you were hiking, like to help you to help mark the trail? Isn't that if it was a mm, like if it was a, I, if it I'm was not, supposed to know. be a tourist trap like they said Borum Caverns was yeah wouldn't there be a, some kind of trail markings I don't know tweeted us at Fem Mistake Pod if you've been caving before <laughs> we need to know because tra- I feel like there would be some kind of trail blaze like a blaze for them to follow uh, like you would on a high so I feel like I would have if I were Rebecca I'd be like I'm I don't see anything pointing to this tiny hole you want me to crawl into. I don't know if I should. Holly was like, Holly was right on point though. Like she's like, I'm in first. All of it, and that just fits so well for her character. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. I think once they got into the cave, even though the setup of the character development was a little sparse, once they got into the cave, they felt very dimensional to me, and I began Mm -hmm. to see their separate personalities. It was like once the director had something to do for them to do actively, then it became clear that who is who. Right. Um, I really loved the really I know we didn't talk about the sisters, but I really loved their relationship a lot. Um, I didn't. And again, in the cabin, I thought it was like a little cheesy because like she's like, I'm so proud of my little sister because she's in med school. And I'm like, no one says that. Um, But (laughs) I know sisters that are that cheesy. I guess. I don't know. It just (laughs) felt like a thing people say at the beginning of a script to let you know that those people are sisters. But Mm -hmm. once they were in the cave, the way that she the way that they took care of each other and protected each other and the way Sam mm-hmm. would jump in when someone was injured and take and care Sam of them. Died. And yes. And the way that, you know, Sam got upset and was trying to climb across and her sister was on the other side going, Sam, baby, look at me, look at me. You got to come back. Like that all was very uh, emotional for me as a sister. Yeah. yeah. So um anything uh, i got a couple more things you guys got something else maybe from the middle here because i'm my notes are getting towards the end i think oh yeah i just wanted to say like when they went through that tunnel Mm -hmm. i love how um 
they filmed that scene because you really felt that claustrophobia and mm-hmm. panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have been able to film that scene. Like, I'm pretty sure I they don't... built a stage. Like, I've had yeah, a scene. Yeah, it's like open. Yeah, I haven't. Even if I had just stuck my head into a yeah. little thing, like, that would have been hard. I'm very claustrophobic. I am too. Okay. I am too. That yeah. would have been hard for me. But yeah, Sarah. So that was just beautifully oh, filmed, I thought. Oh, yes. It was gorgeous and scary and terrifying. Mm-hmm. And like, the Beth, when they had Beth, it, it was almost like a point of view shot where Beth comes in and the light is shining in the camera and you can't really see her face uh, from the headlamp. Yeah, and the amount of time they spent in that scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was just made you just it just kept building and building and yeah. building. I'm like, just fucking move, but they don't, and they just hold it in there. I loved that. I just thought that was shot so well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I believe it's been a while since because I watched the making of. I think back when, like a couple years ago, I think when I watched it again. Um, and I'm pretty sure that they actually built this on a stage, Sarah. They built all the caves on stuff on a stage. And it was almost like, you know, when you look at like a, an ant hill, like a, a like an mm-hmm. ant farm and there's little tunnels and you can see them through the glass. They basically built a bunch of tunnels that were open um, on a sound stage, And that's kind of how they filmed all that stuff. Yeah. I know what we need to talk 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 about that we've okay. kind of like mentioned briefly, but we yeah. didn't really discuss is yeah. how what's her name? Is it Beth or Rebecca? Be- Beth's death. Or Beth's death. Yeah, we should talk about that for sure. Yeah. Was was that on on your list? No, let's let's do it. Let's. I mean, yes oh, and no. Yeah. I was just thinking that as well that we didn't really properly mm-hmm. talk about that. Um, so, so yeah, um, Ju- Juno is just killed. A monster, her first monster. So all mm-hmm. hell is broken loose, and they've all split yeah. up. Um, yeah, and she's Juno. Yeah. What happened in real life? I feel. Yeah, Ju- and the Juno monsters hears- dragged Holly away. Mm-hmm. And Juno hears something behind her and whips around with her her pick. Yeah. Um, and just without even thinking, just like a, a knee jerk reaction, uh, stabs the pick through Beth's neck because uh, Beth is yeah. right there. Oof. So, I mean, imagine killing your best friend like that. But also, what a, one, terrible accident, Mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. But two, why why wouldn't you stay till she's dead or just finish it? Because that would, I wouldn't leave someone dying. It was crazy that she left her there. But I mean, Juno, I think that's meant to sort of indicate Juno's level of selfishness I guess uh, yeah. like her- she, she runs away like mm-hmm. when when right. Paul died she ran so it's like yeah. she yeah. can't deal with the grief of it maybe mm-hmm. yeah. um, but still it was that's pretty intense to leave your friend just like fucking dying on the floor and of a cave like, and it's like your this. fault she's literally like- your fault and she's reaching for her that was heartbreaking yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then of course Sarah finds her later we didn't talk yeah, about which, this, but I really loved the oh. convention of the camera with the infrared light. Uh, that was yeah. a really cool um, way to um, give us a look at things without really giving us a look at things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sarah does eventually find her. We, I think we did talk about this, though, about her finding yeah. out about Paul and then yeah. having to kill. I don't know. Could you kill your yeah. friend if they asked you to? I don't know that I could. No, uh, like I mean, that. I think in that kind of serious situation, I think you, you maybe would at least stay there with them because I feel like I would be like, let's cuddle. Yeah, let's cuddle because you don't want I, to I watch can't. anyone suffer yeah. that long. But I also like, could not thank bash. you. I'm glad that you wouldn't bash my head in. Nicole. Well, thank it, you. but I mean, if you asked, if you asked, me, asked. she asked. <laughs> Even if you asked, I would be like, you know what? I'm not really great at this. But when Chris, I don't think I could when Chris bash. when Chris comes back, maybe we can ask him. He can you inject me with some, something? Like if I, I think you just needle. suffocate them because I don't think I could bash anyone. But what would you heading. suffocate them with? Like your hands. like your butt? I don't know. Like there's no like <laughs> gonna sit on <laughs> your face. on your face. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I'd be able to like, bash them with. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know that a hand would do it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Definitely the butt. Definitely well, sit so on many jokes right I would there. Sit on hand won't do it. Sarah, if okay. you were if you had been stabbed in the neck with a pick, I would suffocate my your face with my butt in a second. <laughs> okay. Me too. <laughs> Just for a merciful merciful death. I can't oh eat you with the rod, but I will sit on your face. <laughs> Great. I just want to be suffocated in boobs. Oh, um, I'm going to yes. go out motor you're, boating. You're, you're choice. All the way. 
regular show. Well, I got some. I got some for you right here, Melissa. <laughs> this went. This went downhill. This, this is. This is. This is actually what happens when a man directs a horror movie. Um, yeah, right. Um. Okay. I. Here's what I'd like to talk about. So in the end. Um. Oh, one thing I hadn't mentioned that I before I get to the end here, um, is that one of the things I really do like about this movie is I love a movie that has a bunch of characters that are all stuck in one place together. Uh, the Thing is one of my favorite movies, and I've mm. always wanted oh. to write like a not a female version of the Thing, but something that's like that where you have a bunch of women in a place and there's like a, a sort of a you know some con- pers- conflict or mistrust and. And, and and this uh, extreme violent situation that everybody's trying to get out of. Uh, I'd love to write something like that. And I feel like this gets pretty close. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, again, yeah. I feel like they spent more time setting the characters up really clearly in the thing than they do in this movie. Yeah. And so I think mm-hmm. it would have maybe been able to reach that level a little bit more. Although the thing has really amazing special effects as well, uh, especially for its time. But uh, I think this gets pretty close to being that sort of, uh, dream that I that I had or have. Um, anyway, in the end, uh, mm-hmm. only Juno and Sarah. After Sarah goes through her transformation into complete slippery badass, yeah. right? Um, like, is she covered in blood? Is it gooey? Is it goo? Is it slime? I is don't it? No, it's like blood. It I looks like, like oh yeah. I think there's definitely jello. blood there. I'm going to tell you guys after we're done because oh. it's in the second one. Oh. Um, but I have a feeling I know what that is. Like and they describe um, it? No, you see it. Um, but we'll talk it's about that. Was, was that the monster secretions? Was that, was that the monster's personal toilet or? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ew. There's a scene Ew. in the second one where they're no. in that goo and they don't know what it is. And then a monster comes and puts his butt over and then shits in it. Okay. So I think it's I think that's what that Bill Marshall is in was the first not involved one. in the second movie, was he? I don't know, but it is I refuse not as good. I refuse to accept that as canon. I refuse. I ex- I refuse. It just wasn't as good. I refuse. Um anyway, in the end, it's Sarah and Juna left. And mm-hmm. I do really like I you know, call me a sucker, but I did really like the badass women fighting with torches and shit. That was awesome. I was excited yep. about that. And then ultimately, as we've kind of alluded to, Sarah is there's they're kind of t- what they at what they think might be the end of the tunnel and Sarah uh sort of reveals to Juno that she knows cuz she shows her the necklace, which I remember in the theater I was like, "What?" does that necklace mean like it I didn't really catch up until afterwards because like you have to really pay attention and because she says like Paul said love every day and that's what's Uh on the thing and I was like yeah I don't really understand what's going on it was a little hard for me the first time I saw it but after a couple times I got it anyway um so she reveals that she knows and then she clubs Juno in the leg with the pick Mm -hmm. yep and uh, so my question is: Do you think it would have been more poetic if she had got her in the neck? Uh, I like the leg because it's like I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to make it real hard for you to survive. Yeah, yeah. Um, did Juno deserve it? Hell yes. You think so? Mm-hmm. Would you have been able to do this to somebody even if they no. had betrayed you in this way? No. But in mo- in movie land, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, she she does does deserved it she was a okay. terrible per 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 person okay all right melissa did juno deserve it i mean i like to say yes but i don't know at the end of the day when you're fighting for survival i don't know that anybody deserves that yeah it's pretty harsh um, um i'm gonna say no i feel like it was like very calculated um mm-hmm. i feel like i need to see sarah coming apart a little more than yeah. that because it was like all she th- didn't earn that i she don't just, think she just so. didn't earn it to me also i think that and i've seen them do this in zombie movies before or in the walking dead where a character has to make a choice it's like there's so many of them that it's either me or you 
you know, and if I if yeah. I leave you behind, they'll get you and I'll be able to get away. I feel like, first of all, a longer confrontation, perhaps, about Paul that leads to the creatures discovering them and be them being overrun. And then Sarah has to make a choice to to injure Juno so that she can get away. I feel like that makes a little bit more sense. This felt very cold blooded, which maybe that Mm -hmm. was the point, but in a movie where every, where the relationships were pretty grounded, it seemed kind of extreme. This play play, plays into my theory that when she emerges from the poop pool, let's not um, call it that. Let's just call it the bloody, let's just call it, let's call it the menstrual (laughs) pool. We'll just call it the menstrual menstrual pool. We'll just call it the menstrual pool. So when she emerges from the menstrual pool, she seems, like I said, it's kind of like the pornified version You're right. of the her. anger and porn. So this, this, the, the moment that she, she does that, you know, falls in line with that. You're right. You're um, right. Yeah. It just felt like, whoa, shit. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. she did some bad stuff, but I don't know if I could have done, like, I, she like made a choice. She was like, I hope you fucking right. die, bitch. That was you know crazy. What's, what's so fun, funny is when that happened, I was like, oh, you just got her in the leg. Like, I was like, I wanted her to get her in the neck. Okay, like, so <laughs> don't get Sarah mad because she will right. flip your ass in the neck and leave you in a cave. I won't. I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't. I mean, but I'm just saying. That's my, always interesting like choice my, when people are in that. Yeah, like, I just, like, I really, really, really did not like Juno. Mm-hmm, her character mm-hmm. and I thought okay. she made terrible decisions and mm-hmm. I wanted to see her dead. Like I just okay. really Sarah was out. She was a shitty character. Sarah was out like for her. blood. I feel like out. I just wanted her to have like an accident <laughs> at the end. And Sarah didn't have to choose to like I like the, the choice. I like the I choice. The, I just needed I it to like be that more it would have been nicer. Yeah. I think it would have been Great. I don't know. I just think her like ice or not ice. I I call it an ice pick. I don't know what it is. I just think her like hitting her in the leg just seemed a little out of character for for her. I it was know. out of character. I mean, I know her, that yeah. she's like lost her mind at this point I f- in survival. But like, if the person would have been injured and she had to make that choice to leave them or help them, I just think that would have been more interesting. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, I mean, that's what she did to Beth. But yeah. also. I think that what we're meant to feel is that Sarah has been reborn as this like mm-hmm. per- take no prisoners sort of, you know, yeah. I'm going to survive no matter what. But that's the thing is like, I would have believed it if it was about her survival and, but mm-hmm. it really wasn't, it was more about like revenge or something. And it just felt very mm-hmm. extreme. Revenge. Um, yeah. But I would have believed it if, it was part of this rebirth as like, I'm a survivor. I feel like she comes out of that cave, a survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, she does. Um, and yeah. so I wanted some, I wanted there to be more of a reason why she had to make that choice and not just, I'm mad at you because you had an affair with my husband. That's not enough for me. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, you guys could fight it out in the parking lot afterwards, you know? Right. Um, Okay. Uh, so let's talk. I want to talk about the alternate ending, but let's continue with like the American ending first. Yeah. Um, please go and ahead. I love this ending mm-hmm. and I interpreted it as the UK version because of the nightmare lighting, which I like to call when she has those nightmares, okay. the lighting changes and it's it like does. that darker tone. Yeah. And that's what the end in the car changed yeah. to. So I yeah. already thought yeah. she was still in the cave. That she was still in the cave. Got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I saw it as she'll be ha- ha- haunted by oh, Juno. That's what I thought. She'll be up in the world and she'll see Juno because she left her there. I felt die. like yeah. it was one more thing for her to be traumatized by. Yeah. Mm, here's another yeah, thing I'm going to be a here's another trauma as a survivor. Here's another trauma I'm going to be carrying around with me. That's what I took yeah. it to. Yeah. Me. If they hadn't changed that lighting to that nightmare lighting mm. that she has when she actually has nightmares, it's kind of that dark. I would have thought, yeah, this is she's just going to be haunted by this. But because they changed that lighting to that darker mm. tone, I was like, oh, well, she never actually, when she fell into that cave, she never yeah. actually got that, out. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need the Juno jump scare at the end. Um, I mm-hmm. don't think you need it. I, it feels like a really sort of American audiences, like a, a, a Friday the 13th style jump scare at the end. And I don't think it you need fit. it. Like, I think that um, it really could have just ended with her like hyperventilating in the car. And I would have been like, Absolutely. fuck yeah, like she got out, yeah. but she's never going to be the same. That was all. Mm-hmm. That was good enough for me. I'm going to advocate for the jump scare because like that was okay. the only scary part of the, mo- the, the <laughs> for movie you. for me. Like that was like, but for me, it was the, the, the met, the metaphor for, 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 for fear of always being haunted by yes. this oh, okay. person. Like that was, that's scary to me. Mm. Um, I just want you to know that if I go first, I will haunt you pleasantly. Okay, good. Like I will like very, I will announce my presence so as not to startle you. And I will never walk in on you while you're changing because that's rude. I make no such promises. (laughs) Melissa's like, I will haunt the shit out of you. I'm going to be eating my um, ghost popcorn watching you. (laughs) Oh, no. Ghost popcorn. I love it. Ah, Melissa. Um, She'll be jumping around corners. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Melissa. Um, So, yeah. So, I I want to talk. Now, let's talk. I'd like to talk about the alternate ending oh wait no no no. Mm-hmm. before we do what so actually we did talk about that what does this movie leave you with i think we did kind of address that i guess that she's a survivor but she'll always be haunted by yet this mm-hmm. uh, another traumatic event i think that's what the movie does leave us with uh in the original in the you in the u.s version so the original ending you huh is I that a message we want or with that tra- tra- trauma? I'm just well, I mean, me she's been living like, with the I... trauma of her. It's like Beth said, the worst thing that could have happened to you has already happened. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'd be, I'd be traumatized by that cave experience, but to be honest, like nothing, I could not imagine a worse pain than losing your child. I could not imagine it. I cannot think of a worse pain than that. Um, I don't think there probably is. So but, yeah. the worst thing that's happened to her already has happened to her and she survived. She's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, whether she'll have regrets about what she did to Juno later, I don't know. That would have been a better Absolutely. second movie, honestly, than whatever the fuck you're going to tell us about. Um, ah, but uh, I wish you guys had seen it. So the original ending, mm-hmm. which was in the UK, and then when they brought it over to the US, they changed it because they thought it was too sad. Too much for the U.S. Too much for the U.S. Uh, they The original ending, of course, and we've all seen it, is uh, that at the end, when she falls down on the pile of bones, she doesn't crawl up to the surface. She actually hallucinates. The torchlight becomes the light of the birthday candles. So we see the birthday again, and we see her daughter sitting with her in the cave, and she smiles while the creature's are like killing Juno in the distance, I assume. Yeah. And eventually her, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So she all, it's like, she kind of gives up on survival, I think is sort yeah. of the, uh, to, mm-hmm. that's how I interpret it. I don't know how you guys interpreted it. Which I, yeah, that's how I totally thought it was going to go until I watched the second one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how I interpreted it. The The alternate ending of the UK uh, version is, yeah, she's, she's fucked. Or she's just chosen. She's chosen to just stay stay there. there. Um, She's chosen to give in to her grief. Mm -hmm. But I also saw a version where they film, they show the entire thing of her getting Mm -hmm. out and dry and dry, 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 driving. And then they cut back to her on the floor of the cave. Sarah, that was them. I saw that one too. Cause I was like, is this a different one? That was them cutting the two endings together. Like a YouTuber mm. cut the the two endings are different. There's two endings and they're two discrete endings and someone cut it together like that, but that's not how it was released. Okay. Yeah. And also I think um in the UK version in the close up you see her the birthday cake and the daughter, mm-hmm. but in the wide version the cake and the daughter are gone and it's just the torch. So that's she's right. A, so she's she hallucinating. hallucinating. Yes, all of that. And yeah. the camera pulls back super duper far super to show wide. that she is not getting out. Like it's no, very she clear is in, she is in the deep cave. in the cave. She's not going to get out. Yeah. Um, I which ending did you guys prefer? I personally preferred the UK version. I found the UK version to be more emotionally affecting to me. Yes. I cried because I feel like if I were her, I'd be like, 
I have nothing. I have no one. Everything I love is gone. There is no reason for me to live. I, I, I that that's how it felt to me. Um, yeah. and I don't know if that's a that's not a positive ending, but it did feel. No, but it felt fitting. It felt fitting for the story. It did. It, it did. did. Yeah. No, it does make more sense for her to think about her daughter than to think about Juno. Juno. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Also, Absolutely. it's a payoff for all the times that she's heard the daughter in the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I think a a, a more. I think perhaps a third ending that doesn't exist, but maybe should could have or should have (laughs) would be that as she's crawling up the cave, she hears her daughter again. And instead of turning around to investigate, she decides to to crawl forward and leave the cave. That would have meant something to me as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that would have been like letting go of some of the trauma letting go mm-hmm. of of be, be and making the choice to survive i i'm not saying what about I an like, ending where she hears her daughter and then turns around and goes back to goes back or that back i mean the cave. i i think that i like i i mean i found the ending with the daughter to be more emotionally affecting mm-hmm. but i but a metaphor but at, philosophically i like the ending where she chooses to be a survivor and instead I meta- philosophically, I prefer that as a as a thing that you leave the audience with to say, yeah, she's been through all this because then otherwise, in a way, it's like, what's the point of going through all this if we're just going to end up in the same place? Right. Mm-hmm. And she kind of has that like rebirth exactly. at the end where she's coming out of the earth, which I liked. I yeah. just didn't feel like we needed the Juno jump scare. I felt that was we cheesy. Didn't. I didn't feel like it was necessary. I get what you're saying, Sarah. Yeah. And I, I I, think I appreciate it a little more with that lens. But like, I feel like I would have liked her to have heard the child make a choice to go forward and say, I have to move on with my life. Like, I, I'm going to carry this with me, but I have to keep moving. I can't stay down here anymore in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to make the choice to survive, and then maybe we we just leave her sort of hyperventilating on the side of the road because it's like we're not okay, but we're we're still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Or you could have all through all four of them in the car, just hanging out, just eating ghost popcorn, just yeah. like her husband, <laughs> her daughter, and Ju- Juno and her, just That's all in the car. Fucking, oof. That's terrifying. That is that terrifying. Would be rough. Um. Okay, final thoughts on the descent. If you've got any. Uh, Overall, really, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you go first. Really um, entertaining. I lo- lo- loved it when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I don't love it as much anymore just because I like tastes have changed and like mm-hmm. there are so many much better films now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but I still really do ap- appreciate it, and um, and I'm glad that I got to, s- to see it again. Yeah. Um, I uh, you go ahead, Melissa. You go ahead. Yeah. Overall, I still I still like this film. I love the fact that I'm still screaming at it. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters still frustrate me. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge visual person, so the fact that the monsters are just so freaking fantastic. I thought fantastic. the visuals of this movie in general are really just, spe- uh, spectacular. Yeah, yeah, the way it was shot, mm-hmm. um, some of the scenes, just it just draws you in, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that in any film because it's hard to do. Um, so overall, I just I still really, really enjoy this film. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the second movie? Because I'd really love to hear a little bit about that. <laughs> I apologize in advance for anybody... Uh, who did this film? Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I heard it, it's not good. She lived. Okay, so is she in the second movie? So she's in the second oh, movie. She's the shit. star of the second movie. Okay. Um, wait, she has amnesia in the hospital. I want to look up whether Neil Marshall was involved. I don't think he was, but you keep talking. It didn't feel like it, but maybe I don't know. Amnesia. Um, she had amnesia. There's this really shitty sheriff who makes her go back in the cave and he's like this older guy that they just make a dick um and he did a great job at being a dick but it was just like being a dick just for the sake of having that character like it just didn't work Mm -hmm. and she's like is like kind of like juno 
in the second one, as in she's just full survival mode, okay. fuck everyone. There is another but woman they in go, it. An- they go back in the cave? They go back in the cave because Juno is like the daughter of a big senator or somebody Wait, and he wants his daughter back. Does she go back in the cave? She does because she doesn't remember what happened. Oh, and what? there's like this old guy like it has this setup as like you know you know like in a horror movie where it's like the the older guy at the gas station doomsday kind of feel. oh like spreading. they have an older oh, guy back that, in the cave that puts them down in the mine because there's a mine um shaft and he sends him down he does like a little wink at him and it's like oh great so like th- nobody's making it out um this sounds fucking terrible it's awful. She starts to get her memory back in mm-hmm. the cave. and That's a bad place to it, get those memories back. Just awful. And there's this, um, the one woman of color in the second mm-hmm. one uh, is like a fan. She's a mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's just an awesome lady. And um, Sarah does try to help her get out of the cave, right? She ends up sacrificing herself at the very end so that she can get out to her family, to her daughter. Okay. But. When you get to the, you're not going to watch this, so I'm just going to ruin No, all please of it. do. Spoilers um, for The Descent 2. So everybody dies, right? Okay. Except for um, the one woman, mm-hmm. the one little sheriff. Uh, she gets out. The creepy old guy from the beginning, she's like, finally gets out. She's like looking at her phone or something. She's looking around. This old guy jumps out of nowhere, hits her in the head with, I don't know, a shovel or something, and then throws her by the cave opening. And that's where they leave it. I was like, so he Excuse knows about the creatures. Is are and they like, his pets? I don't know. Perhaps it it's like make, he's got like they a don't giant give you boa constrictor. Ca- uh, any tank. idea of why this old guy is doing this? And I keep saying that, and that's rude. But I, they don't give any idea why this guy uh, is doing this. Well, Neil yeah. Marshall was not involved, so different writer it was and director. Terrible, but it does have this. Um, actor in it that i absolutely love and oh, he was in once upon a yes, time I just and i forget that. his name, his name but i love 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 him josh dallas yes and i yeah. love him as an actor he's a cutie um, patootie and he, yeah and he did a great job in it it's just it's just the actual films <laughs> well i don't think i'll be bad. watching it because that sounds terrible. so is there a man in her life this this film yeah does she have a man in her no life? because it's literally like right after the day after okay, okay. What? And they drag her back down into the I cave. I don't see why they would. It seems like she'd need some therapy or something. I don't know. That seems insane. This is it's angering. Really, it's just this doesn't make sense. And me. Juno's alive, by the way. What? Juno did not die. Well, then why is but she... Does she... But does she die in, in, in this one? Yeah, she dies in the second one. Oh, so um, they get her good this time. Yeah, so the, like her and Sarah like start to work together towards the end, and then they both end up. Die- yeah, it's really I don't know, it's too much. No. Okay, no. well we'll be that? watching that, or I might Just, because I'm a I'm I'm a glutton for. Fun we'll watch it. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes least... like stuff that's shitty and cheesy just for kicks. You watch no. it and tell so me. So it's not how it's you not feel. bad in a good way, even. No. Oh, okay. Well, like they made it so cheesy that they like that hole was a toilet, like. Yeah, that's bad. We, I, nobody needed to explain what that hole was. We don't need to know. You know, we don't like need he came in and that. he did this thing where he like looked around, even though they're blind. Mm. And then maybe he's listening. I don't know. I mean, I and always, I usually look around before I take a shit. You, but he, you know, I like to be alone. Like, I like to be alone. It was weird. Like, I don't know. I don't imagine those monsters have like a toilet. I don't know. It just seemed weird. Or just maybe not. Where they eat their food. Because isn't that where all the also, bones are? Also, those girls were in that hole when it came into <laughs> Gross. Don't like it. I was laughing at that. It was don't, so stupid. Don't like it. Um, well, I have to say that this movie holds up for me. Um, I do maintain that I wish that the characters had been a little more developed towards the beginning. Don't know if I need to see any more movies about women fighting over a man. Uh, unless it's like really really a new take on it um but i will say that i after finishing it today i was like wow i forgot how fucking good that is like that is a good fucking movie and it and and mm-hmm. uh it may be uh maybe a little horror staple for me on the octobers yeah all right you guys ready to do the bechtel test yes okay all right so i feel like this is gonna be pretty easy um mm-hmm. does this movie have more than one female character yes yep. Uh, do those women talk to each other? 
Do they have names? Do they have names? They do have names. It was a little hard mm-hmm. at first for me to all the Rebecca's and then and the, the Beth's and the it was a little hard for me at first, but the I got Sam it. Sam and the and the Juno and the Sarah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of generic like names. generic names. Yeah, not that I mean I do the same thing, so I'm at fault as well giving people generic names. Uh, and do they talk to each other? Yes, sure do. And do they talk about something other than a man? Yes, they yeah. do. So even if the dialogue isn't always fully realistic, I feel like uh, as to how women would talk to each other, I feel like this movie is about female relationships, uh, and uh, I feel like this movie absolutely more than passes the Bechtel test. Yeah. Welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about stuff that we're working on. That besides this podcast um, and uh, stuff that our guests are working on so you can check out all the cool things that they're doing. Uh, let's start with our guest, Melissa. Yeah. So, well, actually, you worked on this as well. Scarecrow's First Halloween, yes. a short anthology uh, film written by Stacey Palmer. Mm-hmm. And I directed and acted in one mm-hmm. of the uh, segments and mm-hmm. you ran sound on it i did you can find that on facebook i believe there's a facebook page scarecrow's first halloween and you can also find it if you look for lobster girl productions that's stacy's production company awesome. and i'm also a guest juror so i'll be selecting the films for awards for the renegade film festival nice. which was previously known as women in horror film festival it screens here in March of 2022 in Georgia, and it's ran it. by Vanessa Ayanta Wright and Marissa Pana. It is a great film festival. I just can't say enough good things about it. It is. It's awesome. the uh, the sh- The pr- uh, programming is great. The organizers are really awesome people, and they always have really cool guests too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got. Uh, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be biased, but I think they've got pretty <laughs> awesome judges as well. You know. You know. Um, okay, so check out the Renegade Film Festival, and they're accepting submissions still as still, well. Absolutely, on yeah, film on Freeway. Film Free Ray. Uh, and also check out Scarecrow's First Halloween, uh, which is going to be very cool. Um, Sarah, what would you like to plug? Um, well, I have this new Instagram account. It's uh, going to be a bop, bop, body positivity clothing may, 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 makeup account. Um, basically I have too many clothes and makeup to know what to do with other than share it. Sounds great. And I figured I would also throw in some stories of my personal journey with, uh, any, an eating disorder, extreme weight gain, late weight loss. Um, I just think that, um, hopefully some, some, some other people can relate and it might help other people to hear mm-hmm. that store store story i don't know i think um, that's amazing i, I love I this idea and frankly i've been telling you for years that all i want is a montage of you wearing different outfits mm-hmm. and yeah, i always love your makeup looks you know that i always i'm like thank so you. jealous that you can do makeup Aww. like that it's so just beautiful i love it yeah i thank feel like this account is personally tailored to my interests Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yes. Well, I will. I, I was about to put on make- makeup today, but I was feeling, feeling gloomy today. So I didn't, I didn't put on make, 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 Well, you ma- look gorgeous up, but- well, Alre- you. already. So. Love it. Um, <laughs> and what's the Instagram handle again? Oh yes. It is, um, hedge Hodges underscore bod pause. So that's H E D G E H O D G E S underscore B O D P O S. I'm a spelling whiz. You are a spelling whiz. You're going to get so used to spitting out. It's going to be like me spitting out all these, uh, uh, you know, handles for our shows. Uh, you're going to get, you're just, it's going to come out naturally. Um, cool. All right. So everybody check out uh, Hedge Hodges underscore body pause, right? Or bod pause. Bod pause. Bod pause. Um, Okay, well, I would like to plug uh, Critical Crop Top, uh, who uh, Critical Crop Top, of course, produces this podcast, amongst other things, including this Critical Crop Top sketch comedy web show, which the three of us all wrote and directed and acted in. uh, And we (laughs) shot it virtually during the pandemic, which was an interesting experience. Um, And all those episodes are now up on our YouTube channel, as well as Instagram and Facebook. So you can watch them all over the place. Uh, So um, at Critical Crop Top, 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find us on YouTube just as Critical Crop Top. Um, you can also watch the vidcast of this podcast there, um, as well as a lot of other stuff like sketches we've done. And there's like, I want to, there's like 200 videos up there now, guys. It's kind of insane. Wow. Um, I've been just steadily Do they have a cap? archiving Do they things. have like a YouTube channel cap? They're like, you can only do 500 vi- vi- videos. I don't know. We don't haven't hit the, so. we haven't hit it yet. So, uh, go check out our YouTube channel. We've got all vidcasts of our podcasts and we've got, uh, sketches and stuff. And so there's some, some fun things there. Um, and, uh, also, uh, the po- other podcast, Sarah, that I, and I do, if you are, uh, into that absurd nonsense, uh, we do another show called the Adam and Andy podcast. Uh, where we watch all Adam Driver movies and Andy Samberg movies and TV shows and stuff. So uh, right now we're watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine season eight. And I think by the time this show comes out, we will have already released, I think, our last duel episode. So we will have watched Adam Driver in the last duel. Um, Sarah, you look like you wanted to add something to that. No, I'm just saying, ooh, like that, that CAD. I know, that CAD. <laughs> that CAD. Um, so if you want to hear Sarah and I argue over how, whether Sarah thinks Adam Driver is actually tall or not, um, mm-hmm. I'm on the side of he's very large. And Sarah's like, I don't know, could be larger. He's, he's okay. This he's is the- smallish, tallish. He's, <laughs> he's regular. I, wow. I get, wow. He's fun I, size. Wow. Just kidding. He's not fun size. Um, this is the kind of quality content that you can find on that Ben Andy podcast. Uh, so check us out. Uh, more of the same. If you enjoy listening to us, we do that show as well. Um, and of course, we would love to hear from you about what you thought about the descent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are what did you think about the? Are these the? Is the dialogue realistic in this movie for women? Uh, is this is just a series of bad choices? Is it fate? Uh, did Juno? deserve it uh i don't know you you Are tell the us monsters worth it were yes. the monsters worth it? necessary narratively uh you can let us know what you think um and uh, of course you can find us on facebook and instagram at feminine mistake pod and you can find us on twitter at feminine pod um guys i always have the best time with you both I um i think the hollow the October episodes of the show are always my favorites. I always look forward to it now. I'm like, oh, it's almost time. Almost time. It's time to get out the the warm hot cocoa and our pumpkins. By the way, guys, my neighborhood just fully decided that it's Halloween already. Like in September, I love that my neighborhood was like, it's fucking Halloween. If Christmas can be two months long, so can Halloween. And my pumpkins like, are already out on the front porch. Yes. They, it's like what's today? Like middle of September, they were out. And we didn't take down some of the Halloween decorations from last year, to be honest. Nice. Sarah, are you you and Sam going to be decorating? Carve a pumpkin. (gasps) Yes. But are you guys going to be decorating for Halloween? I don't know. I think we should save money. Get maybe one room. Get a nine-foot skeleton. She's trying to make you spend money right now. Get a nine-foot skeleton. Decorate one room. Dollar store one room. Give me a nine-foot skeleton, please. (laughs) if Put you that like on your Christmas list, send Sarah. us some money. <laughs> Feminine Mistake Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some money so Sarah can buy a nine foot skeleton. Sarah's Halloween fun. <laughs> I would donate to that. I would donate. Um, just think about it, though, Sarah. You could put some Christmas lights on him, and at Christmas time, he could be a Christmas skeleton. Oh, oh yes. Ooh, what would our Nate? Na- if you na- don't decorate, the kids won't come by your house. Well, actually, you won't be there, oh, so it won't matter. You won't be there. Yeah, you'll be hanging out with my kids. Mm-hmm. So we, Sarah and I always, uh, Sarah always comes and hangs out with my kids. I will trick or treat with your kids, even when they're too old to trick or treat. I'll be like, yes. we're going trick or treating. Yes, I know you're. I, hope they, I know you're eighteen, but I know. No, it's like we're going trick or treating, and you're gonna bring mom back some candy. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, it's been a blast, guys. Uh, thanks, Melissa, for being on the show. Thanks, ladies, uh, and thank you, listeners. Uh, thanks for listening. Know.